Welcome back to season one of Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, balance and relationship advisor for bold women in business and a few brave men. The Balance Boldly podcast is sponsored by All About Leverage, integrates LinkedIn and social selling innovation to build power networks, open more doors, and maximize client acquisition. From on-site to virtual training programs, concierge social marketing programs, LinkedIn executive profile optimization, speaking engagements, power networking groups, and LinkedIn coaching. All About Leverage is a full-service LinkedIn and social selling resource. Learn more at allaboutleveragellc.com. You know this entire season one is all about commitment challenges and everything that adds and subtracts from our ability to follow through. So today I really wanted to take a moment and just talk about triggers, triggers and truth. There is, is that a hashtag? The truth about triggers. How about that? That'll be the new hashtag, the truth about triggers. (laughs) I want to take a moment and recognize that we have so many triggers that set us up for failure or for success. And the truth is we need to know what they are in order to literally get beyond ourselves, to move past them, to to hurdle the process along of our go through. You know how we always say you got to go through to get to your next level, whatever that is. Part of that is recognizing what those triggers are that set us up for that success or or for those failures. So today, I really just want to take a moment and highlight that. I have a couple of questions from some people who um, one person emailed me and a couple people tweeted me and there were some patterns to the questions. So I picked the best questions that we could do and I'll get to them in a few minutes when we go into the balance queue. But I want to start by just having a conversation with you about what those triggers could look like. Um, So for me, you know, when I think about the power up routine that I have, my power up routine is something I talk about all the time on different interviews and I embed it into many of the micro retreat conversations that we have when we do permission to pause because it's a, a major issue. People are looking for ways to increase their energy. They're, they're looking for ways to increase their time. You know, how can they get more hours out of the day if they could just clone themselves? There's all kinds of things that they're trying to do. So part of what I talk to people about very often is creating a power up and a power down routine. But from a power up routine, I had to set, sit down and recognize a few years ago what were some of my triggers for having it be a successful power up routine, what that meant to have one and what it looked like, what it looks like rather when it's not going well and what some of those pre-concentrated triggers were beforehand. So for me, you know, a power up routine is what I do in the morning to rev me up to get me, give me the best opportunity to have a well-accomplished day, an abundant day, a successful day, a day filled with joy, a day filled with productivity and accomplishment, you know, finishing things, focusing. That's what a power-up routine is for me, whatever that is, personally or professionally. Um, and for me, you know, the routine has changed over the years as it had to, because one of my triggers is that I will get uh, frustrated, if you will, bored, that's a better word, I'll get bored in the monotony of doing something. I need the rituals and routine to make me successful, but I also have to recognize when they no longer serve me, when I'm kind of over it, when I can't trick my mind to feel like this is a a good rev up thing anymore or a good wind down thing, if it's a power down routine anymore, it's just getting old. I'm starting to skip steps. I'm rushing through things instead of taking 15 minutes to do something to, to bring me up or to bring me down, you know, to settle me or to 
create an energy space for me that's purposeful. I'll turn it into something two minutes long. That's how I know when it's time for me to change a routine altogether is I keep making too many adaptions to the point that it becomes maladaptive. So you have to really recognize that about yourself. But for um, a good example of a power of routine is for some people, this isn't me, but for some people, they meditate for somewhere between 15 and 30 minutes in the morning. And that kind of eases them into their day. And that may be one of the first things they do before they even leave the bed. Or it might be right after a couple of rituals they have with uh, coconut oil pulling or brushing their teeth or drinking lemon water or making a, a tea in the morning and then they'll meditate or they meditate first and then do those things after or so on and so forth. So when you have those kind of power up routines, they they should work because you created them to literally rev you up to power you up for your day. But then they start to fail. They stop doing them as 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 much and as often as they should. They're getting away from it. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, you know, I used to meditate. I used to oil pull. I used to have these rituals with, you know, teas or coffees or vitamins or dropping down and doing push-ups or whatever. And everything becomes a space of used to, which obviously when we get into that space of used to, uh, back when, you know, when we start using that language for some it's anchored to uh, lack. It's, it's, it's anchored to regret. Um, it's anchored to guilt. It's anchored to yucky, ooky, gooky stuff that I call shame because shame is never powerful. Um, guilt can be used for you if you can really look at it. And one of the guests that we talked to um, later on in the podcast has uh, some really interesting ideas around what that looks like. And we won't jump ahead. And I agree with her as well, but we won't jump ahead to that. But I will say, you know, you have to be mindful of what that backwards language is. You know, I used to do this back when I was young. Oh, I remember when. And it's not always uh, tethered to a good memory per se, because the, the thing in between the memory and the noun is why did I stop? Why don't I still do those things? If I had only kept up, I would have, you know, this body or this speed or this energy or this health or this new circle of people or this activity or this outlet, you know, that space in between your memory and your now can sometimes be dampened and cloudy um, or clouded with guilt is a better way to say that. So we want to be really careful about that. But really looking at our triggers is really important. So I want to jump right in to uh, first question. Let's go to the balance cue. So we have, um, I. For the people who, this is a heads up, by the way, for anyone who doesn't want me to use your name, because maybe you are a coach as well, an advisor, a VP, a senior level someone, and you're just like, listen, I want to share this podcast, Nikita. I want to get as many people subscribing as possible, but I also don't want people to know when I'm necessarily submitting a question because of, you know, your circle or the, or the people who aren't in your circle who might try to hold something against you. And because of the integrity of the show, either I will give you a name or I am open as this young woman did give me any name you want I'm totally okay with it it's just for the purposes of the balance Bowly podcast and when we reshare inside the kitchen conversations private Facebook group for all of our dreamers blueprint members so Atlanta powerhouse is the name that she gave herself which I thought was awesome I'm just going to assume she is from Atlanta Atlanta powerhouse says how do I create a power down routine when I have a husband uh, when I have a husband with a different evening schedule than mine, 
Um, that's a great question. So um, a long time ago, I want to say maybe four years ago, my husband and I um, paired up. He was really there to support me and to take pictures. It was way before the days of, you know, hiring a professional videographer to come with you to an event or a speaking engagement. It was way before my day. Let me say that. Not before the days of everyone else, before before my day. Um, my husband came with me. I did. It was a Black Love Conference, which was incredible at University of Pennsylvania. Um, out here in Philly, and I did um, two ships passing. And it was literally about this context, uh, about being married to someone and your schedules and your time and your energy space just doesn't align. Um, and how do you heal from that? And we had a sold out room. It was like it was barely any room to move or to breathe in. It was pretty amazing. Um, and it was extra funny how the men would turn around because there was a lot of couples. Not everyone had to be a couple. There were a lot of couples. And the men would turn around to my husband, who's in the back of the room holding the camera like, this is your wife? You hear her? I'm like, uh, yeah, you better hear it. It was hilarious. Um, those were, I was not as refined as I am right now. I'll say that. So anywho, to answer your question, Atlanta Powerhouse, um, which is a great one when you have different schedules. Um, and I'll just say, she didn't necessarily say if she works day and he works night. So I'll just assume that they literally have different shift schedules and they um, have very little time in between uh, to really make time for each other. Um, that is difficult. Um, I would love to paint it a, a, a rosy picture and say, oh, just do this, you know, in two shakes, two snaps and it's done. Um, but it's not. It takes a lot of time. Old habits, good habits, hard habits, bad habits and, you know, the best habits are hard to turn away from because they're that. They're habits. They're something that has become comfortable. So even if he works, I don't know, a nine to five gets home at six and you work um, a 9 p.m. to, you know, seven in the morning or something like that. And you have very little time and overlap. She didn't necessarily say she has children. Um, but when you have that type of schedule or you feel like even if it's not a shift related thing, but it's just so little time because of all the activities that, you know, he has and all the activities that you have in between and around or responsibilities that you guys have with your family, it can cause some conflict. So what I typically tell um, couples, um, people who are dating, and I've had to do it with myself, nothing you hear here on the Balance Bully podcast hasn't either worked for someone else that is a client of ours or has worked for myself and or has worked for myself. So what I usually tell people is to carve out something creative. You know, just because the folk down the street or the people on TV have to have Friday date night and you don't have Fridays off. Friday doesn't work for you. Saturdays are not the best time. Sundays, whatever. Your creative way to, to blend and mend with your, your boo doesn't have to look like anyone else's. So for me, for my husband and I, my husband is an owner of our company. He's a co-owner. He's an investor. Um, and he no longer, as he likes to tell people, he is officially retired <laughs> from Big Pro, although he still helps every once in a while. But what um, he does full-time is he has a full-time job outside of this. And then he has other passions, his purpose passion, which is is connected to, but not directly related to our company, is a completely other project for him. So he's working in multiple multiple areas of his skills, of his gifts, um, of his talents. And I have to respect that. So that means that often, even if we're in the, physically in the same building, in the same um, living space, the quarters, we're not necessarily together. So we had to create something that was created for us that worked not only with our physical time allotment, but that also worked for our energy space. So the other additional caveat to consider is 
when is your top of when are when is your top of mind kind of take over the world energy? For me, it's early in the morning. For my husband, that's not for him. He's revving up around the time that I'm powering down, like somewhere between nine and and eleven o'clock, give or take. I'm ready to get in the bed, kick off the shoes, relax, not necessarily go to sleep, but I'm ready to just totally wig out. And he, his energy's up. He's about to go write and create and do and, and go. He's like on go mode. Um, so we had to find an overlap space that worked for us. So a couple of nights a week, it's not every night. And sometimes we have to be flexible and change the time from 7 to 9 p.m. was our agreed of time space. I'm Pretty much for the most part, assuming I don't have an assignment or an event or something to to speak at or or to host from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., I'm winding down, which means I'm now mentally available because all of my purpose work for the for the most part was kind of done. It was out of my system. So I'm kind of coming to a space where I'm ready to recharge and he's starting to rev up, which is good for me because he's not quite there. He's not fully tapped into his creative, but he is at a space where he's like, okay, you know, all of the nine to five work stuff is done, you know, whatever, whatever with the kids, whatever household responsibilities, checking pipes and, you know, repairing stuff, you know, whatever it is that he has going on as a husband and a father, he's kind of over that too, because he's putting his mindset in a space to rev up. So we found our happy space, our sweet spot is seven to nine. That's not a lot of time, but it's exactly what we need because for us, it's not about the quantity, it's the quality. So Atlanta Powerhouse, that's what I would say. I would say, look for the quality time that you guys overlap. If that is one day a week, then that's the day or the hours within that day that you take to commit to each other, make a commitment that come hella high water outside of a major emergency, you guys are gonna carve that time out. And don't be afraid or ashamed to shift that if you need to. If he has to work late, if you have to work late, if there's an, a, a great once in a blue opportunity for one of you to do something else that particular time and you both agree to it, then go for it. But then, you know, put a little sugar on top for the next one, you know, add an extra hour, add an extra half a day, maybe uh, go to a bread and b- breakfast for a day. You don't have to stay overnight. You know, that's something people don't think about. You can do a day rate somewhere if you want to. Just something to, you know, spike it up a little bit. But when you really feel like you don't have time, you can create it in a creative way. So I would definitely say that. The other thing I would say specifically for you is because you asked about a power down routine with you and your husband having different shifts. I'm assuming you're asking that because you have some other commitments uh, because you didn't qualify this. So I'm just going to make an assumption that you have some other commitments and responsibilities that you would like to get done or that need to get done, but it's hard because he's coming in and, and or or you're just coming in or whatever the case is. So I wanna take a moment, a selfish moment, to tell you to be selfish. Your power down is not about him. It's about you. Your power down routines are yours. Your power up routines are yours. They solely belong to you and no one else. So it's that's not the time necessarily to you know, share that space with someone else. That is you putting yourself into a mindset of relaxation where you're able to, you know, coax yourself into this space of I've done all I can do for today. Now it's time for me to recharge and refuel so that I have everything I need to effectively power up the next day and take over the world, whatever that looks like for you. So Atlanta Powerhouse, I hope that was helpful. I want to take a moment again to give homage to our episode sponsors right now. This segment is brought to you by Fresh Level Productions. 
a video marketing agency that helps you attract, engage, and convert prospects to clients all with the power of video. Visit FreshLevelPro.com to schedule a brainstorming session with a video marketing expert today. All right. Thank you so much, listeners, for staying on. This is the Balance Bowley podcast, the campaign to shake the shame. Right before we went to commercial, we were talking to Atlanta Powerhouse, who is one of you out there who sent in an email and just asked a very good question of how to create a power down routine when her and her husband have different schedules. Um, And I was explaining, although I said quite a lot, (laughs) I was explaining that your power down routines are solely for you, just like your power ups are for you. They are not to be shared. You can be creative and share them if you have little little ones who you want to read story story time to and you want to kind of make that a part of your stepping down space. But typically that is your selfish time. That is time just for you to recharge and refuel so you have what you need to power up the next time. So I want to go back into the balance queue. We have a question from Miami's Maven. I love this. Now, this one is something that I made up, so I would love to say she did it, but I did it. Um, It was based on some other stuff that she asked me to not include, so I will not. Um, But Miami Maven wrote, I've heard you speak about power up and power down routines before, but what about when you have little ones and you're already worried about not having enough time with them? Isn't it selfish to take more time away from them? Great question, Miami Maven. Uh, So yes, um, to answer your question, is it selfish? Absolutely. The follow-up to that is, is being selfish bad? I say absolutely not. You know, selfish has gotten such a bad rap as a word, as a phrase, as a meaning. Um, The reality is you have to be a little selfish so that you have the energy, the time, the mental capacity, the emotional resource to be selfless. You have to be. I say it all the time. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ was selfish when he went to the mount and got prayed up so he could have the energy, the time, the emotional capacity to do all of that he had to do after for everything that he was set up for, for us, for everyone here. He had to be a little selfish. And that's important. I don't think that that's ever a bad thing. And He's the most selfless, you know, human who's ever walked the earth, the human God who's ever walked the earth. So you can't, when you think about that, and none of us are Jesus, you have to really look at, you know, well, who am I to think that it's not okay to be selfish for a moment? Now, obviously, I'm not talking about tilting the scale where everything is about you all the time. You don't share your space, your time, your energy, your resources. You only fuel up just for you. Then that that's a whole different thing. That's not just selfish. That's just ridiculous and unpurposeful. And you need to get your life together. That That's what that is. But for people who are literally like, let me carve out some time for me so that I'm not uh, bouncing the baby on the lap and being all mad and almost get, causing shaking baby syndrome. Because you're angry because you didn't have any time for yourself because you didn't get to go to the bathroom by yourself because you didn't get to eat your snack by yourself. You had to share everything because every time you turned around, you were putting out a fire. Someone was calling, knocking, coming, emailing, writing, texting something. It's okay to carve out time for you to take care of you because you matter first. You matter first. The reality is you can't take care of your children. You can't take care of what you want to do for your household, your career, your business, your philanthropic goals, your legacy, your spouse, anything. If you're not here, that's just the reality. If you're not here, 
then you're not good for anyone. So that means you need to take care of you first. So Miami Maven, starting with um, how to create like a power up and power down routine with them. This, I don't know if you're a morning person or not, because I always ask people, what's your takeover the world time of day when your energy is at its peak or, you know, you're at least revving up to a peak energy time. I know for me, that's at the wee hours of the morning. Um, for other people, it's a little bit different. But when you have children and children will clearly, as you know, change your entire life. It's only for a time because their schedules change too as they get older, as they get into more activities, as they grow, as they start to go to school and other things get added on, their schedules changes, their sleeping habits change. So these things are not forever, but you may have to create a pocket of time to power up and to power down when they are sleeping. So if your kids have to be up at 6 a.m., and you have to be up at 5.45 to wake them up at 6 a.m. Um, it does not pain me to say it because I know the value in it, but I will say, and you have to inch your way along to it, you may want to start waking up at 5.30 and then 5.15 and then 5 o'clock and then maybe 4.45 to give yourself somewhere between 30 minutes to an hour, a full hour to power up. But you inch your way there. Whatever makes sense for you. And I'm just using the 6 a.m. You know, current wake up time or 5.45 a.m. current wake up time as a hypothetical. Yours may be 7 or 8 or whatever. But from that perspective, just 15 minutes earlier and rock with that 15 minutes earlier and create a habit out of it about every three to four days. And, and don't stick there too long because then you kind of get stuck in another space that's just not quite enough. So I wouldn't do more than three or four days at a specific milestone when you're still trying to stretch it and grow it. Um, it's not, you know, a muscle that you're going to break. You'll be successful. And if you have a day where you miss the alarm or you sleep over or whatever, it's OK. Next day, just get back up and start start your your ha habit thermometer all over again. That's it. Um, so I would do that. I would rev up and get that quiet time. Um, for you to power up. What you do in your power up time really depends on you. Um, not everyone is meant to, like I started this podcast earlier, not everyone can meditate right away. That's that's just not a power up thing for them. For some people, meditation makes them sleepy or it makes them anxious. And you know, there's other things that happen with that. So um, you could, if you have a $35 trampoline, pull out a trampoline, it fits right under most couches, under most beds and jump on it. If you don't want to invest in any tools right now or you don't want anything to delay you starting like today or tomorrow, drop down and do push-ups. Do squats as soon as you go in the bathroom while you're brushing your teeth. You know, something to get your heart rate going. There's a lot of things you can do to specifically power you up. Remember, power up is to rev up your energy. It's not to, to wind you down. And for some people, because of back injuries or rheumatoid arthritis or maybe some other things, they kind of have to do a slow power up. They might not be able to jump out of bed and hit the floor um, that same way. So you may have to do some, some bed stretching, some light stretching of your neck, some rolling, and then slowly increase, increase, increase your heart rate, um, as well as whatever nutritional um, things you want to do. Like I have a, a very, I feel like it's non-complicated, but for most people, maybe a complicated, complicated ritual that I have with a, a liver cleanse that I make every single morning um, that I blend fresh. Um, and I do it after I create a family blended smoothie for my husband and my youngest one who are typically here in the morning um, with their fruit blends and all the stuff that I wouldn't necessarily put in mind. But that's that's a part of my day that may not necessarily be a part of yours for your power down routines. If with the little ones, like I was saying earlier, before we went to break, 
you can incorporate them into it depending on their ages. Um, so for future reference, guys, give me as much information as you can um, so I can answer it with a lot less hypothetical. <laughs> but assuming your little ones, I'm assuming under five and under three years old and definitely multiple children based on some other stuff you shared with me um, in the direct message that you sent, uh, Miami, Miami Maven, um, be mindful that some they need to power down too, right? So you can incorporate it. Don't make it solely about them because power down should selfishly be about you. Um, but incorporate it, you know, like you can say, this is our time to, to power down. So do the bath time with your, everybody doing bath time and story time or massaging them and relaxing them, um, giving them warm milk, warm almond milk, you know, wh whatever it is that you normally would do. Hopefully you already do those things to get your kids to go to bed. Maybe you don't, but start incorporating that. And now start to incorporate, if you already do those activities, incorporate language that complements so they understand no matter how small they are, they understand your, you know, your mommy's volume is going lower. That's a trigger that it's time to wind down. Um, she's starting to, you know, ease us into the bathroom for the bath or to brush our teeth and to the bed. Uh oh, once mommy starts tucking that blanket around our legs, we know it's time to start closing our eyes, you know, that kind of thing. And again, it takes time. But you do that, but save some time for you, 15 or 20 minutes minimum on the back end of that. If you do have to share um, your power down routine with your little ones, um, or maybe if you have caregiving responsibilities of older parents and there are some other power down things that you can do because they need to relax and go to sleep well and, and be energized for their morning as well. Um, especially with everything that their body is fighting with as they get old, as we all get older. So just be mindful of that to, to always save time for yourself. So for my power down, um, which has levels to it, like everything that I do, because um, remember from episode one, I told you guys I am an, an overextender in most things. Um, I have levels and one of them is to brain dump. I have to get everything out of my head. I pull out a pad and I have to like literally, you know, I have the official formal brain dump for my business where I pull out my filter and flow sheet and I write, you know, what am I tackling tomorrow? That's critical. That's urgent, whatever. I write everything the week before from Sunday four, but I'm double checking because things may have changed because of life events. Um, so I'm kind of checking that. And then I have a, a separate sheet where I'm just like literally vomiting everything else that was in my head, a new idea, a new question, a challenge that I realized that I neglected a team member that I need to email, you know, whatever. I'm just jotting all that stuff down and I only do it for about 10 minutes. And after I brain dump, um, I typically literally just sit up in the bed and I just pray. I just pray. I pray for resolution. I pray for healing. I pray for abundance. I pray for my family. I take a, a major time to pray for my family. I call it kind of stepping into my closet. And that can last anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour, depending on what's going on or if there's some um, specific prayer requests that I've received um, or just something I feel in my spirit. And then from there, I usually try to zone out with a little bit of um, mind-numbing TV. Like I said, the last one, I love the Mindy Project. It's hilarious. Great actors and actresses. It's really ridiculous. And it does not make me think about work. Because um, when I think about work, I get excited and excited wakes me up and I'm trying to wind down. So these are some of the things that um, I would suggest. Something mind-numbing, a magazine that, you know, that's not academic or ridiculous. Um, col adult coloring books, they're often really good. Or if you don't want to do anything like that, if you don't need to tangibly pick up something or watch something or hold something or move, you can literally just be still. Um, for our auditory learners, listen to some music, listen to something that's instrumental only. Um, those are 
things that are really helpful that people don't think about. So there's a lot of tips and tricks, and I'll make sure to put some in the blog um, for the awesome blog as well. So you have some details and we have some great ones in some archives, but definitely consider that. So Atlanta Powerhouse and Miami Mavens, I hope that I answered your question efficiently. If there's anything else or anyone else who wants your questions answered, all you have to do is email me at asknikita at thigpro.com, which is right below on the link. Anywho, you can also tweet it at balancebowling.com. Hashtag Ask Nikita. So I will answer those questions on the show. So make sure you give me as much as you can. And like I said, if you don't want your name used, you can just say the city or the state and I will make up something creative or you sign it something creative. Um, I'm happy to do that. And we accept compliments and feedback and challenging thoughts as well. This was awesome. So I hope you guys enjoy uh, today's truth about triggers, right? Is that what we said? The hashtag would be truth about triggers for today. So as a way for us to shake the shame that's stunning our growth, I want to make sure that I mention our season sponsor one more time, All About Leverage, which integrates LinkedIn and social selling innovation to build power networks, open more doors, and maximize client acquisition. Learn more at allaboutleveragellc.com. Pretty amazing company. I know the owners personally they are awesome and they do fabulous work they've changed the game for our business i will say that so check them out um, I want to make sure you guys engage in the conversation on Twitter, like I said before. So go to at Balance Boldly there. If you are not already a subscriber here of the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and share this podcast to help us ensure that the bold and brave have access to the valuable balance tools that we're offering. I want to sign off as always with a little gentle honesty. I want you to know that you are worthy of receiving honest, hard truth even from yourself. Until next time, set your intention every day and enjoy the balance of your day and do it boldly.